0: Welcome to Tavern Talk. Alright, so we have a special Tavern Talk edition today over Skype, not in person. We are all recording locally, so this should turn out amazing as opposed to recording in a dungeon, which, while it may provide some atmosphere, sometimes is a bit questionable. But, with me today, we do have the standard group of Ben, Matt, and Sam. You want to just run around the table really quick, the virtual table really quick, and just remind everybody who you play so that we get that out of the way. We'll start with Ben and then Matt.
1: I play Talra on Pathfinders campaign, and I DM the Lightlessness campaign.
2: And I play, or I used to play Chogger in the uh, Pumpkin Spice campaign, and I play, um, not. I don't play Notch, who do I play? Uh, the pirate guy <laughs> in Lightlessness. <laughs> Wimble. Bay Breeze. <Baybreeze. laughs> <Baybreeze>, yes. <laughs> I uh, am the
3: DM for Pumpkin Spice, and I play Notch Stern for the 5e playlessness.
0: Yes, this is accurate. Sam does in fact play Notch, not Matt. So, today's special edition of Tavern Talk over the internets will be concerning healing. We were talking about that quite a bit going into the next session of Pumpkin Spice because there were some questions about characters healing, so we decided to make an episode of it. So, I will start out with a simple question of what is everybody's general feelings about healing, about whether how important they feel it is to the game. We'll go in the same order we've been going, so Ben, you can start off, then Matt, then Sam.
1: All right, well, um, I do want to compare Pathfinder to D&D 5e, but I'm going to start with a general overview of healing, which I think is what you're pointing at. Uh, one general overview of healing is ever since uh, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons, I've been playing Clerics, and basically... You try to heal damage, but the enemies end up doing more damage, and you don't end up doing any damage because you're busy trying to heal damage. So overall, healing has been a problem in D&D, in my opinion. Uh, even Pathfinder, like if you look at the archetypes available for clerics, only two of the, I think there's like 12 to 15 of them, are healing related. The rest of them focus on damage, and I think it just comes down to the fact that like healing is only good for out-of-combat, and if you're going to be doing out-of-combat, why not just pay someone who use potions instead? Instead of like uh, filling you know magic slots with it, so that, that's my opinion on healing so far.
2: Okay, um, well for mine, I guess that instead of playing clerics, I played a paladin and like a basic support buff debuff role, and at least with Pathfinder, I haven't played any with fifth edition. Um, so as a tanky paladin, I thought it was useful to kind of keep me in the battle longer, but if the enemies weren't attacking me. Then, like, I don't, I don't think I barely used lay hands on anybody else because the character was built basically just to suck damage up and boost myself, and I stayed alive for a long time as that paladin, which so it worked out well for me, but it didn't work out well for anybody else because I didn't heal anyone else. Um, but like Ben said, with uh, with chager I felt like I wasn't doing any damage, and like the debuffs weren't as potent as um say like having an attack wizard or something like that at that point and Sam's turn. Alright. Um yeah, I
3: mean it's something we always talk about as a group. If it's worth trading an attack uh off for something else, whether it's in this case healing. Because if you're fighting um eight goblins and four players, if you take one of your players out then it's basically like you have to deal with that battle for longer and it's possible that you're going to save more damage than you're going to be able to heal. Um, and then especially when we get into higher levels, when, you're, when you have more gold or something, like Ben said, you could just buy a, a curing wand, and you'd be good to go for a while. I mean, Chagra was nice to have the healing hacks every day, you just get free healings for everybody, instead of uh, wasting spell slots. But it, it definitely does seem like a after-battle-in-between kind of thing that that's the time to do it.
0: All right. So the general consensus here is that most of the time it's best off just left for later. And at that point, do you really need to have it on your character if you have time to recover it? Now, with Matt's experience, because he played a paladin, I believe you got that as a swift action, the lay on hands. Is that correct?
2: Uh, correct. I could make an attack and use uh, lay on hands on myself as a, as a swift, but standard for everyone else. Once I figured that out the Lay of Hands never went anywhere else except to me, because I was like, well, I could attack and do damage and heal myself, or I could waste my whole turn dealing or healing 1d8, versus dealing, like, I think I had, a like, 1d8 plus, like, power attack, so it was, like, 12 damage in addition to 1d8, so. Right, and this
0: does bring up a house rule that, I had, I don't know if Ben and Sam were in any of my campaigns that I was running it, but Matt, you were in the campaign, I'm sure, with Rigdol where I was running it, where I had any conjuration healing spells that were a standard action normally could be used as a swift action. Theoretically, would everybody feel fine with that? Would everybody consider healing more useful if it was not in action? Because it seems that the action economy seems to be the problem here, and I've honestly explored action economy a great deal, I've done a lot of research on it, so this definitely is one of those things that has bothered me in the past. I would just like everybody else's opinion. If it did not take an attack action, would you do it more often? Would you build it into your character, spend whatever resources necessary to get that ability? So I'm going to just keep the circle moving. Um,
1: That is a great discussion point. Obviously, my answer is yes. I I think that's kind of what healing spells need to be viable well within combat. But um, I want to do a quick overview for the listeners at home sure, of the current state of healing. So um, in Pathfinder, a lot of times we started with Cure Light Wounds. That was a first level cleric spell available. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at clerics just because they're simple when it comes to healing. Uh, that did 1d8 plus your um, level. What is that? Ability modifier? Oh, it was level? It was mm-hmm. an ability modifier? Yeah, it's level. Oh, okay. So it was level. So um, there's a slight buff to that, I guess, in 5e in that... Um, you get like on average the first level guy gets plus three and that's um using your plus two proficiency bonus and then i guess plus one wisdom or i I think that's how it's calculated um and then obviously cure wounds is now a spell instead of cure light wounds which means that using higher slots allows you to do more healing but um overall that's the only change to cure light wounds it still heals about the same when it comes down to it and um Low rolls are still very, very possible, healing about four damage on average. And even if it is a guaranteed hit to heal someone, um, a guaranteed hit from a first level character averages, I would say, about seven damage anyway. So, um, you know, if we average 7.5 healing based on 1d8 plus three and then seven damage from a hit, you're just undoing what they just did and of course they had to roll to hit you and things like that but it's like it's it's a risky play I would say and I don't know that 5e has done anything within combat to fix the system so a swift action obviously is a good solution for that but
2: um I'd like to say that I think a swift action would be awesome for any types of uh healing as long as it's an individual person maybe the uh aura healings you might want to wait like have that be a standard action because that would actually heal a couple more people um but again, like that kind, of, like you know, that's again, you have to rule that. Right. Uh, with the, with that thought process, I would really love to see that. It might take, it might diminish the power of paladins and like people who can heal themselves, like with that kind of benefit. But I could definitely see that as a if you're not going to have a paladin in the party, having a healer do that would be so much more viable. Where maybe the first heal is a uh, swift action. And then a second heal might use their standard action. So I definitely think that a house rule like that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that is how I was running it. Was the uh, if you wanted to cast a second one, it would just be
2: a standard action. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was, it's been a little mm-hmm. bit, so I just forgot. No, no, the, no I, I should have
0: clarified that myself. And Sam, your opinions. Would you build this into your character if it was easier?
3: Uh, yeah, I'd actually probably even settle for like a move action. Um, I see. I feel like there's a lot of like feats and other uh, abilities for classes that use your move action for other than moving. Um, Swift, obviously, definitely. I mean, there aren't really a lot of Swift actions I can think of. Um, And like what Ben was saying with using your spell slot as a higher thing for your cure spells, um, again, like, outside a battle and a heal, you might as well just use it as a first level spell, because then you get your proficiency bonus over and over again, as opposed to doing, like, 2d8 plus 2 you can do 1d8 plus 2 and another 1d8 plus 2 so like i wouldn't want to burn those high level slots
0: yeah i'm not actually sure in 50 that i probably ch- should double check that whether or not you get multiple of your proficiency bonus does anybody uh, offhand
3: i don't think you do because SoulQuix, quicks my uh cleric did not do that
0: okay gotcha. got you
3: so i mean it's it's like an emergency thing because if you're getting hit by like a i guess like a bunch of things or something or if somebody hits you and i can heal you for 30 points then that's a lot but
0: Mm. the other question is uh they still run on spell slot levels right so you can still run out of first level spells
3: uh yeah i guess so
0: okay
1: So, a quick overview of the other type of healing in 5e. I think everyone's um, acquainted with it, but obviously now outside of combat we have the short rest. Uh, You need 10 minutes long, you take a break, and you spend hit dice for each hit dice that you spend. You roll a die based on your character's hit dice and add your constitution modifier and heal that much. Uh, Sam had brought up outside how this is a very interesting uh, way of healing that uh may not entirely make sense and um to go along with that is obviously the long rest where a extended period of t- downtime at least 8 hours long and uh you get to heal all of your hit points and half of your hit dice back. So Sam, why is that weird or maybe more defining of characters?
3: Um I've kind of thought about that in a more realistic way uh about how if a character can fight a dragon and get hit with fire damage, you know feasibly he's getting burns all over him, but if you just take a nap, then you are completely healed it's very uh it's very fantastic and it kind of sets them apart, i guess as to be heroes um remember when way back we did like a offshoot and I brought a character up who was severely wounded, had arms all broken up. And then your character was just like, okay, I cast cure moderate wounds, and he's good. And it's just like, oh,
1: okay. See, I've always thought that magical healing makes sense for that. Like, that's one of those times where I'm like, okay, I, I can get behind that. But um, obviously, I, I don't know that resting heals fourth degree dragon burns. You know, if you lose half your HP and then you have enough hit dice sitting around to heal it all back, it's I, th- I think it's very strange. I thought when you brought up that point, it's um, obviously there's there's variants um, to point out. Uh, they do say that obviously this rule isn't for everyone and for slower recovery, you could have, um, at the lo- end of a long rest, you gain no hit points, but you do regain all of your hit dice and can spend any of number of them without using a healer's kit. And, uh, they also have at the end of a long rest, you regain all your hit points, but not all your hit dice. Um, you regain a number of hit dice equal to one plus your constitution modifier. And then another one is, at the end of a long rest, you regain no hit points, you regain a number of hit dice equal to 1 plus your to use your modifier, and you can spend any number of them without using a healer's kit use. So, um, I have to look into this healer's kit thing, whether or not that's actually a requirement in 5e for when
2: using hit dice. It's not a requirement, it's, um, you can use the healer's kit up to 10 times, I believe, in order to, uh, basically, like, stimulate that hit dice, and I think you get, like, a plus 1 or plus 2. It's just, like, a 10 GP item that you can use to... Uh, uh During a short rest, you basically can increase their amount healed, like, per roll. Gotcha. Um It's just in, like, the items thing. I was looking at it earlier because there are a couple... um I think there's, like, a feat that, like, you can use it three times at once versus just, like, one. Like, there's just, like, little things like that that are in the book that I was like, let me take a look at this, and while I don't have it in front of me right now, I just remember I researched that a little bit ago because I was like... Oh, oh, we're gonna be able to heal each other like full, you know, because we don't have any clerics on our team. And when I kind of looked at the healer perk or the healer feat, I was like, oh, this really doesn't doesn't do enough for me.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, this does bring to memory. uh, I remember listening to actually it might have been on YouTube. It was a promotional done by D and D with some I think YouTubers back when Fourth Edition was coming out, and these guys had evidently not played D&D before and the very first encounter one of them gets hit in the chest with a crossbow that's how the DM describes it and the guy's just like oh so I'm like dead and the DM says no uh heroes are made of tougher stuff than that so it's one of these things like even with the fourth degree gra- dragonborns burns that we're talking about you know you should be dead at that point really in all reality so there is a bit of a dissidence already inherent in D&D that you that we already have to overcome so the natural healing in my opinion while it may not make logical sense also taking the damage doesn't make logical sense right so i don't know if it's that much of a big deal for me oh i love that point
3: i've always thought like um in in a whole lot of stories it's always like oh this guy is laying up in bed because he like has been badly wounded but even if that's, like, a broken leg is, like, a third of your HP. It could just take, like, two or three days as a character. But it's just something funny to think about. But yeah, you just need your suspended disbelief when you're playing a game.
0: Yeah, because it does make it a lot more exciting to be fighting dragons instead of fighting, you know, random soldier guy who stabs you in the leg and then you die of dysentery or something, you know?
2: <laughs> well, it also could be um, a plot tool. I believe the way that it's set up is that you might have to, um, rescue somebody who has fourth degree, fourth degree dragon burns, and you might have to, um, you know, capture a dragon essence in order to create a potion for that person. There could be, you know, plot loops that are driven by this healing factor that we just don't really delve into as our, our D&D group.
0: And that's a fair point. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, um... I wanted to bring up, I don't know where we're moving next, but um, obviously the Potion of Healing is a new addition to 5e. We used to have, you could make a potion of a spell in Pathfinder, but never just like a mundane item of Potion of Healing. So that's the 2d4 plus 2 potion. It's commons, you can buy them anywhere supposedly, and they're 10 gold to purchase, which may be a lot when you're starting out, but quickly uh, can become very little. I want to say that the, uh,
0: sorry to cut you off really quick, but just for the record, I want to say the cure light wounds potion, which is technically less efficient than the, uh, heal potion. I want to say that was either 25 or 50. So you're still getting a massive discount on something that's on average better. That's exactly what I
1: was going to say. Um, I, you know, as far as brewing it yourself, you know, it's a first level one with some material cost. I think it's at least 50. Um, so I don't know about buying it from others, but, um, so yeah, I, I just want to say there, there is an a much easier way to gain access to healing in 5e outside of brewing your own potions or finding someone who makes magical cure light wound potions
0: right and then the next question would be how long exactly is that efficient right how long is it efficient to carry around 40, 50 pounds of uh, potions to gain back your XP or your hp rather and then you got to fall back on the cleric
1: yeah, I mean, um, obviously they're just small things to do in combat. Uh, now the question would be to drink a potion in combat is, uh, less of an action than casting a Cure wound spell. Mm-hmm. I'm so, sure. um, yeah. yeah. so if, if that is indeed true in both systems, uh, again, I, I think that...
2: Um, go ahead. Uh, sorry, if I can interject, uh, with, uh, Breeze, who is a notch, uh, his Fast Hands actually gives him the ability to use an item, which is drinking a potion. Um, falls under that category as a quick action, but it's a standard action otherwise. So if you're going to use an item, which would be like using a cure a wand or drinking a potion, it is a standard action.
0: Huh, okay. I think so, in 3.5 it was a move action, drinking a potion. Yeah,
2: Pathfinder well,
1: had that option, but so 5e's yeah, balanced just, it out a little honestly, you
2: know, yeah, with, with 5e that that's why I have fast hands and I'm like cool, give me all these potions because I'll just suck them down and I can still attack people. It only lets me not double dash you know
3: yeah I think with the uh, drinking a potion in combat would incur an attack opportunity that's the only risk there Well, casting a spell would do the same thing but right right
1: right uh, well
2: um does yeah
1: go ahead ben. does anyone know if drinking a potion in 5e incurs an attack of opportunity or is it just leaving a threat range
2: I think it's just leaving a threat range
0: interesting yeah, I'm not entirely sure.
2: They they have a lot more um, reaction-based skills and items. Like with Bay Breeze, uh, that one glove that I have, I can like stop arrows with my reaction rather than take an attack of opportunity. I think that what they want to do was diminish your I'm going to stand here and not take any actions on the other person's turn and give you more options. So I forget where I was leading off with that, but that's just the difference between 5 E and Pathfinder.
0: Right. So I guess moving on to, you know, in between, this is an action you got to take for yourself. Whereas theoretically you could have a cleric mule taking the action for you. And then the other thing of, well, maybe I get an attack of opportunity depending on the uh, system that I'm playing. So maybe it's better to have the cleric standing behind me where he's not going to get hit to cast the spells. Is there still room, especially at higher levels for clerics? Or if there were items that you could have so that you could use it non-magical, Are there other benefits to having a cleric? Whoever wants it.
3: Um, I'll go. Um, I mean, clerics are still um, good classes, and if you're a good cleric, then you don't have to prepare your healing spells, um, because you can just um, chunk them out, at least in Pathfinder, for a cure spell. So you can be a different kind of cleric and then if you need to, you can uh, exchange your spells for something else. So, I mean, they're and they're basically tanks who can deal damage. So, that's so good.
1: Yeah, I created a campaign for Matt and Sam. I don't know if you guys remember it, where you guys both played clerics and you just wrecked face. So, um, clerics are really cool now because there's a lot of options for cantrip, damage, dealing spells, um, and then also obviously having that combat prowess that a mage or, well, I guess a wizard or sorcerer-type character may not excel at due to the armor and the hit dice.
2: Um, yeah, I think that while the healing might diminish a little bit, like, per round, it's still very potent. And, at least with Pathfinder, it seems like you're able to almost, like, kind of campfire everybody and have everyone go around you and clap your hands three times and everyone gets healed. Um which a potion wouldn't necessarily be able to do. And with Pathfinder, I think that maybe speed might be more of an essence. Whereas in uh, in 5e, you can basically rest two days and get everything back. Whereas in Pathfinder, unless you have some type of healing class that can heal massive amounts of HP, your party won't be able to move for two, three days at a time. And depending on how people play, that might be okay, but for like our kind of game type, where we feel the impending doom and we kind of maybe like we focus a little bit more on it the healing lets us get back to the task at hand versus sitting at uh say some kind of god realm for three four days at a time healing off quickly because we're in a god realm and we're like oh we can heal additional four uh, points of damage every day so there's just little things like that that um, kind of play into our story and help us move a little bit quicker that I think clerics or any healing class would help us do.
1: I think that's a really good point, Matt. Um, and that's an interesting one I haven't thought of, that sometimes it's just about playing the game and not resting for two days. But um, the only counter-argument to it that needs to be said is, obviously, there's resting of two days could lead to role-playing other than, obviously, the necessary get the evil and fight and kill everything. Because uh, sometimes oh, you're down and out.
2: Of course, no. I'm just saying that the way that we play seems to focus more on the the impending doom is coming. Let's take care of this versus let's wait three days for, um, you know, us to heal around. We have waited three days in order for us to get like your miss mail back in uh, with Pathfinder, or we might wait a couple of days uh, as we're role playing in Unity with Lightlessness, but we don't focus our role playing based around healing. We focus it more based on, like, things that we want to buy, people we want to talk to, kind of playing the game. But that's how we play. Um, different parties might have different play styles.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say I even play that way by choice. I guess it just kind of works out that way. Um, one of the things that we haven't covered also, just trying to cover all the bases of the knowledge that we have to work with here, um, is the opportunity attacks. Uh, I just have the ruling up. So um, they have all this text in the PHB. And it ends with, the attack interrupts the provoking creature's movement when the creature, uh, or sorry, to make the opportunity attack, you can use re- your reaction to make one melee attack against the provoking creature. Oh my gosh, I'm reading this so wrong. Where is the line that I want? Here we go. You can make an opportunity attack when a hostile creature that you can see moves out of your reach. Uh, so I just wanted to bring that up. That That is the only instance you can drink potions in front of someone and still somehow keep your guard up and not get hit. I think that's a little silly, but whatever.
0: Well, I mean, for one, you know, again, if healing was a problem in 3.5 Pathfinder, then that may just be a balancing point they're trying to get to, where they're trying to make it easier so that it doesn't feel like you're, you know, spending your action to heal, getting hit, getting interrupted. So not only did you take extra damage you wouldn't have taken, but you didn't heal the damage you would have healed. Sound about right?
1: Yeah, no, no, I do
0: I get that.
3: Yeah, I'd never, um, drink a potion in the vicinity of Talra. Because that's just not worth it.
2: Well, he he would jump you and take it for himself.
0: Quite possibly, because it would let him survive longer, and that's what Talra's all about. Alright, and, um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to look
1: up Fast Hands. It's only ever available to rogues. Um... So, that's just interesting that, that that would be the only class that gets to cheat a potion. Well, I not mean, actually. it's cheating any item, but... Yeah, well, let's not talk about it. <laughs> 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 I, I just think it, it's very, very weird. Some some of these, like, that seems like a very strong design choice as far as potion use goes um, to allow it to be a free action. Because we want it to be a free action for everyone. So, that it's interesting that it actually gets to be a free action just for rogues in this edition, in 5th edition, rather.
0: Alright, and since I have been playing the down on clerics role this tavern talk, I will go ahead and spring off of that. If healing is so lame and we don't want to be doing it, or we want to not, you know, invoke the attacks opportunity, not be punished for it, because getting punished for it diminishes our enjoyment of the game, why have healing in the first place? Why only gain just so much HP each night? Why not gain all your HP back? Because... Having to camp multiple nights, as we were talking about before, that might ruin the game for you. Is there any reason not to get rid of HP and perhaps just fully rest after each encounter without, you know, spending actual in-game role-playing time to do so? So, um, if you get rid of HP, there's still a way to die. No, 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 I'm just saying uh, get rid of, when I said HP, I meant get rid of healing. So you could get knocked out in a battle, and then before the next battle, you'd be rezzed, so to say. You could still die if you got knocked low enough, but you would get all your HP back in between battles because evidently, again, playing that devil's advocate here, healing's a pain in the butt, and it stinks having to use your actions, and if you get attacks opportunity in your system, that sucks too. So with so many negatives, why keep it around?
2: uh here can i take this one please do um yeah i'm like yeah maybe
1: maybe get rid of it
2: (laughs) no no uh i definitely think that you need to keep it around it's kind of like a game balancing where you do need some kind of like cohesion in the party and sometimes um healing can be that kind of like we're here in this together um hey look uh, I'm a healer, we're running low on my magical resources, and, you know, if, if people are just like, oh, well, hell, I'm just going to be rezzed after this, like, you know, I'm going to be down, hold over, go over my body, and hold, tap X a bunch of times, and all of a sudden I pop back up with half health, um, it kind of feels more of, like, an actiony kind of, like, MMO RPG versus, like, a, you know, a tabletop game, um, I wouldn't really feel. I wouldn't really feel comfortable playing something like that. I kind of think it would be a little more gimmicky. Where in Pathfinder, uh, I mean, you guys remember I, I gave Lincoln. Remember my first uh, rogue that died immediately, which spawned uh, my paladin, who I was like, "This guy's getting die hard. This guy's, like not going down ever. And even if he does go down, he's just going to heal himself. He's not going to be like." There's so many. There was different subsects that you could even build into it to say. My character is going to survive longer than any other character out there, and this is who this person is going to be. If we take out healing, you actually can diminish the types of role playing that people can be. Um, you might you might not necessarily have to be like, oh well, we have to carry around 600 potions. But as a potion maker, yeah, you're gonna say, hey, look, I'm valuable to the party because of these potions I can provide and the service i can provide to this town i'm going to sell to this town and make them say oh these travelers should be known because they come here bringing us potions to heal our sick we need to say hey you heal our sick stop the like stop the cause of the sickness like if the mine if, say there's like a mine that's poisoning the water you have to go to the mine find, again it could be plot loops there could there's a whole bunch of things that healing can bring to the game outside of just an hp bonus so, I think taking it out might diminish the gameplay. All right, um, Sam. Oh, you want to add
1: something I have some direct responses, and they're quick, if that's okay, Sam. Yeah, good. All right. Matt, you already do play that game where healing doesn't matter, and it's quote unquote gimmicky that you said you don't want to play. Because in 5e, like, seriously, like, health is never an issue except in combat. Like, that's the only time it's ever been an issue. We've always full rested and took short rests, and we we're like, well, I'm fine. Um, so like we've been doing that for like two years, just so you know. We're only the only time your HP matter was in combat. Um and then the other thing that uh I, I think I'll add on is that healing does become a little bit more balanced later in the game. So when heal spell hit and pathfinder, which I, I don't remember the level. I probably could have looked it up. It's like probably around sixth level or seventh level or something like that. Uh which is twelfth or fourteenth level, you could heal fifty in an instance, and that's a pretty good chunk to most characters um and then i guess in 5e um i don't know if they still kept the heal spell i have the book yeah they, they still kept the heal spell it's a six level spell it probably was before too um except now it's got a range of 60 feet and it's instantaneous 70 hit points uh it also ends blindness deafness and diseases
0: yeah the original um, heal uh did that uh i don't know if it did all that but i remember it like regen limbs and stuff like that Okay, but it didn't have range right? I don't remember it having range. well, I'm looking up really quick.
1: Was there anything you wanted to add on no i just- I just wanted to say that, um, yes, healing becomes interesting and important later at least as far as non role playing actions go, and I do acknowledge Matt's point that there's role playing purposes to being able to heal and help others other than yourself, so I
0: totally get that. Okay, uh, heal spell in Pathfinder cured basically all conditions, including ability damage, and then healed for 10 HP per caster level up to 150. Oh. It was a sixth level spell, and it was touch range.
1: Okay, so it's it's pretty much the same except a little bit less.
0: Well, it's touch range and it heals. Didn't you say it only held, healed for 50 or something like that? In oh, you said touch range. I yeah, didn't hear yeah, you. touch okay. range. I-
1: yeah, I remembered it differently. So, this is range 60 feet. It's one action. And each higher level slot that you uses increases it by 10 healing. Um, okay. To kind of balance out the 150, I guess, choice-ish.
0: Well, I mean, but... I get 150 in Pathfinder without having to increase the slot level, so... Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that heal spell is very powerful, very cool, does a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that healing. Yeah, at, both at again, pretty high level relative to what we often play... Often, most of our campaigns tend to be, like, 5th to 10th, let's say, and then this is, like, 12-14. Alright, so, Sam, my leading question was going to be, Matt implies that you can gain a lot of role-playing bonuses from including healing, but there were no clerics in Lord of the Rings, and that was a pretty good story as far as I know. So, well, that
3: story did take about 10 years, didn't it? <laughs> uh, if you had a cleric rocking around, that could have been like, oh, remove curse and we're good and that would have been a very short story
1: hey we're not talking about clerics necessarily right, but just healing. i want to hear healing because not, not... <laughs> so... <laughs> there's a lot of good things i mean obviously like clerics can do really really powerful things like you know what i mean like we're not i'm not down on that but i do think healing is lame
0: gotcha all right so sam go ahead he's dead he's dead rip sam
2: bye sam we need claire tap tapex guys tap <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> I, um, I think i have riz dead somewhere in here it's one of these scrolls <laughs> so
1: reed i'm gonna have to ask you to answer your own question
0: oh you're gonna have me answer my own question yeah yeah I think sam just messaged that his battery died
1: oh his audacity file is gone Ooh, uh, that's bye, not sam. good
0: <laughs> that's really not good
1: all right, well, we can tell the listeners at home. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they can hear all this right now, can't they? Love the yep. meta. All right, well, we to right. answer your question because we need more content. Uh, <laughs> Sam's gone.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, so. I actually do um favor Matt's quite a bit. I will say that it does uh, Matt's opinion. And again, I was playing double's advocate for the this part. I will say that, again, there ends up being a lot of annoying meta that gets in the way when you include stuff like spells. For example, why do we need to do X when I can just cast a spell and instantly fix it? You know, like remove curse, let's say. So why do I have to go on this quest to stop becoming a werewolf when I can just cast third level remove curse? And since all of a sudden I'm not a werewolf, right? So spells in general do hinder the role playing likewise, but they do, at the same time, add a decent degree of role-playing opportunity as well. So, while a story is possible to be compelling without healing, the answer would be, it's it's one in, uh, it's, uh, half in one hand, or uh, how does the thing go? It's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, right? You're, you're, you're yeah, getting yeah, yeah. Yeah, so more or less equivalent trade-off one for the other, so it doesn't really matter with the role-playing.
1: Interesting point. I agree. So, um, it looks like Sam's voice file is okay. Do you guys want to call it a night there? Is there any more uh, topics to discussion? Yep. There is.
0: No, no, no. I don't think so. (laughs) I'm trying to see if there's anything else, because we more or less covered the action economy, which was something I was going to talk about, and we also covered uh, whether or not the healing is necessary, which was my other big topic, because... Okay,
2: uh, well then, just to point for Sam, because he's no longer here... Uh, he also wanted to point out that not fully healing after a battle makes dungeons more harrowing. Um, I would just say, like, I I would agree with that because say you went into a dungeon where we had multiple encounters. Like, I know uh, Ben has had that, and I forget, I forget if we've honestly had another dungeon like that recently. Um,
1: this this is a good conversation because we should um, we should talk about Battle of the Gods because. That oh yeah, is that's right. I'm, combat, that's combat, 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 combat. No short rests. That I mean, I guess every now and then you guys might. Um, also, to point out, all of those combats are built using the system, and that would be a right. good point to point out whether or not the system expects you to be fully healed when you enter combat.
2: Yeah, I think that. Oh yeah, no, uh, with. With Battle of the Gods, don't you say that every, like, basically three battles we get a full rest and, like, between, like, every two or something like that we get a short one? Or is it between every battle we get a short rest and every three we get a full?
1: The only thing I give you is a full rest when you finish a whole dungeon. And I would consider each thing a dungeon that we do. And there's generally, like, at least six or seven combat encounters in each part before the full rest.
2: Yeah, and I guess, like, because with that, we all... Well, we do have one healing class, right? Isn't uh, I believe Sam is a healer. Uh, well, he's a tanky um, cleric, but for the most part, because well, we're all damage dealers, we tend to knock out our enemies pretty quickly, which almost makes healing like a um, like a secondary thought. I think it goes back to Reed's original, or was it Reed or Ben's original argument, saying that rather than heal we could just do more damage and kill the things that are killing us quicker and we don't need to worry about getting hit as hard
0: yeah ben originally um, brought that up yes
2: all right so it's Ben. so i definitely have to say that ben you're right um it makes it a lot easier but you and you, we do have a cleric and a paladin i think that your paladin uses on hands on us but
1: he uses it a lot actually and it's necessary and my monk actually has
0: a self-heal i think so yeah, oh, okay. So we I just have a lot of like avoid spells,
2: gotcha.
1: you know. So when it comes to combat after combat, you obviously need healing, um to stay alive. And that would be true for dungeons, especially dungeons that have roaming enemies, which should be most dungeons, in a realistic sense. So that you can't just sit for your short rest. But isn't short rest only ten minutes? Is that what I read earlier or is it two hours?
2: I think you I think you said it was ten minutes earlier. Um, I don't know if it's two hours for Pathfinder. I feel like we always talk about how Pathfinder... Well, there is is a short rest in Pathfinder. Oh, there is no... uh, I thought we had, like, an hour to, like, change spells. I thought that was considered a short rest, but I guess not. Okay, a short rest
1: is at least one hour long.
2: Okay. For which edition? Pathfinder
1: or... Yeah, Pathfinder doesn't have any option to auto-heal except sleeping. And, again, just to put the rules out there, because we haven't. When you fall asleep in Pathfinder and get your full rest, whether it's four hours for an elf or eight hours for a typical character, you get equal to your level in HP plus your con. Is
0: that right, Reed? I don't, I don't remember now. It's honestly been a while since I've worried about that. I can't remember if Pathfinder changed it. I believe 3.5 was your level and just your level. I can't remember if Pathfinder changed
2: yeah, it's strange that we talk about um, the healing aspect when I think every campaign, at least with Pathfinder, we've made sure that we had healing um, and plenty of it. Whereas with uh, Fifth Edition, I guess you're right, Ben. Like with the with the Lunar campaign or Lightlessness campaign, I I never even noticed that like we didn't heal all that much or like we, we didn't have a healer for some reason. I was like, oh, well, we always had potions or we always have like. We always short rest, you know. I guess I never even thought of it like that. Whereas, with Battle of the Gods, if we didn't have almost two, two, or two dedicated healers and a third that can self heal, we might be in trouble because of the amount of uh, uh, like fighting. Whereas, lightlessness, we do a lot of uh, storytelling. So that's two very different um, aspects of gaming.
0: And this does, this does come down to very much a style of gaming as well because I believe I have played in some campaigns where we have literally gone into a dungeon and then walked back out of the dungeon when we ran out of spells or whatever for the day and had to fight our way back into it before, you know, the next day, because it's just plain not safe to sleep in a dungeon, you know? So the idea of, you know, having to sustain multiple battles and, you know, multiple days even in a dungeon— very much puts a tax and uh puts a tax on the atmosphere of it because you'd like to sit there and say oh man we've been stuck in this dungeon for days it's starting to overwhelm our senses you know i haven't seen the light of day for how long you know that seems like a really potent role playing possibility and yet it's no big deal half the time because either you know again maybe your group decides just to leave the dungeon each day or if you sleep in the dungeon then you're so used to sleeping in the dungeon that the threat's no longer there because you just get your spells and your HP back each day.
1: Yep, that that um, that makes a lot of sense. I wanted to cover two things and then I'm going to head out. Um, natural healing and Pathfinder is a full night's rest. Eight hours recover one hit point per character level. Um, and any interruption prevents you from getting any of that. And then their other choice for natural healing is long-term care where someone's treating you. So if you're taking care of for eight hours, you get two hit points per level. And if you're taking care of for a full day, you get... Four hit points per level, so I'll let you guys finish that out. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy. Bye bye.
0: Yep. Thank you, Ben. Bye. And then it was two, Matt.
2: Dun dun dun. The cheese stands alone. Uh so well with that, it's you almost feel like we, you almost feel like oh, it'd be strange to naturally heal with Pathfinder. At least to my mind, it's it's kind of strange because like we've never done it. So it almost seems foreign to me, um, and it seems unnaturally slow. Well, I guess it's naturally slow. Yeah, yeah, I,
0: I get what you mean. Yeah, um, it, it is a very long process, especially when you have like 100 HP and you're coming back from
2: zero. Oh my gosh! Like Tauro would take forever to recover his HP just because of the amount of tankiness. that he Yeah, has. because
0: his HP is so disproportionate to his level.
2: Right. Well, uh, is I guess that I guess technically that is true. Uh, but it sounds like bad, even though it's not. Um Yeah, yeah, so I think that we covered pretty much all aspects of, depending on the speed. Um, you know, different races. We had different feats even in Pathfinder that helped with the healing. Um uh, with my with uh my paladin I had him remember he was like feyborn, so he gained an additional two HP per H like per die per dice mm-hmm. that were rolled. Yeah. Um so my lay of hands at level five were like three D six, which made it an additional six. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Um so I mean there are feats that again you can almost specialize your character to be a tank, to be a healer, uh whereas in five E it doesn't seem like the feats to do that were really all that powerful or really like attract they were not attractive to me, but then again I wasn't a designated healer at that point. Right,
0: right, right. Alright, so I'm pretty sure we've wrapped this up then. We've covered many, many topics. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Matt, and the other people who are not here right now, Ben and Sam, for joining me for this discussion. As always, guys, you can go to pathlesspod.com, check out the website, see the other stuff we posted. That should be in the link if you're on our notifications already to get there from the email. Otherwise, you can sign up for email notifications. Likewise, you can go to, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And otherwise, thank you for listening. We hope you have a great and wonderful day, and we hope that you'll tune in for the next episode of Pumpkin Spice.
2: Can't wait. Have a good one.